Hey there, welcome back to Grace for a Journey. I am Pastor Terry and I'm so glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. If you're new, welcome on in. We're going through the book of 1 Kings. Now, the book of 1 Kings is vital if you think this is true. Okay, so ask yourself, do you think it is possible for people to love the Lord, but then slowly, gradually, over time, slide away? If you said yes, then the book of First and Second Kings is for you. Now, let's explain that for a minute. We're just talking, so let's explain that for a minute. Do you think it's possible for a nation to do that? Do you think it's possible for a nation at one time to be very committed to the Lord, very committed to the things of God, but then slowly over time fall away? Well, if you think that, then the book of First and Second Kings are for you too. And so we're in the book of First Kings. We're in chapter 5. Here's what's happening real fast. David was king. He's died. He's turned the throne over to Solomon, his son. Solomon went through a period of time where he had to clean house. He had to get rid of some people from David's administration, get some new people into administration. Now, that process wasn't always um, <laughs> uh, polite. <laughs> Sometimes uh, people had to die. Sometimes people had to be um, sent out of town, you know, sort of banished, if you will. A lot of different things happened, but Solomon had to clean house, and it wasn't pretty all the time, but he's, he's gotten it done at this point. He's got his team assembled, and then right prior to this, he makes a declaration that it is going to be his mission and his calling, based upon what God has said to him, to build God a temple, a place worthy of the presence of God to descend, to consume a burnt offering, and to forgive the people of their sin. Now you say, man, how did, how, did he get, how did he get to that point? Well, just prior to this, perhaps one of the most famous interchanges between the Lord and a person that's ever taken place, took place. <laughs> and, and I bet you would like it. I know I would. God shows up to Solomon in a dream, right? And says, Solomon, you've been chosen to lead my people. What do you want? And that's basically what God says in the dream. What do you want? Whatever you ask for, you're going to get. Now, Solomon could have asked for a lot of things, right? He could have asked for money, stuff. He could have asked for armies, weaponry, advanced weaponry. He could have asked for all that stuff, but he didn't. He said, God, the job you've given me, the task you've given me is huge, massive. No one can do this in their own effort or in their own wisdom or in their own knowledge. No one can lead your people because there's so many of them and the needs are so great. So God, this is what I'm asking. I'm asking for wisdom to lead your people. Now, the Lord said, because you've asked for wisdom to do my work, okay, my way to please me, because God's about honoring himself, because he should be, because he's God. He said, because Solomon, you've not asked selfishly, but you've asked according to my will and my glory, you're going to get that and everything else you didn't ask for. <laughs> so we see time and time again, how Solomon's wisdom is already starting uh, to show up and to uh, be manifest, and people recognize it, and we see it right here. So here's what he said. He said, I'm going to build a temple, but to do to do God's stuff God's way, it's got to be the best stuff. We don't shortchange God. God doesn't get the leftovers. He just, he just doesn't get the leftovers. His house will not get the couch that my kids broke down for 25 years, and I'm throwing it out, so I'm going to bring it to the church. Ah, oh, of course the church will use it. And God gets the 25-year-old couch that I've raised three kids and two dogs on. And so it's Solomon is like, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. This isn't how this is going to work. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the best stuff for the Lord. And because God deserves it because he's God. So he needed some timbers, some, some wood. And you got to remember back then they didn't have power saws and sawmills. Everything was done by hand. And so even chopping a tree 
was really sort of a craftsman kind of a work. Because once that tree is down, you have to square off that, that end. You've got to make everything right. And so it was, a, it was pretty detailed work. Well, a guy named Hiram, who was good friends with David, Solomon's dad, and is also good friends with him, had the best woodsmen and craftsmen in the known world. They were phenomenal. So just prior to this, Solomon sends him a note saying, hey, I need some help. Would you help me? And here's what goes on after that. Now, as soon as Hyman heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, who has given to David a wise son to be over this great people. And Hiram said to Solomon, saying, I have heard the message that you have sent me. I'm ready to do all that you have desired in the matter of cedar and Cypress of Timber. I want you to notice he said, this is a wise person you've put in place. Now, some of you are in leadership. Some of you have served for people who are in leadership. And, and you know this is true. Sometimes people don't get excited about the direction you give. <laughs> I mean, there are times as a leader, people don't get real excited about that, right? And they're just sort of, they're bummed out and they're not sure what's going on. And so they, um, they get a little, you know, antsy, if you will. And, and so here's what we got to see here that Hiram says you're wise because what you're saying and doing is in alignment with honoring God and God's truth. You've, you've said you're going to build a temple for the Lord. That's the right thing. You said you're going to do it the right way. That's the right thing. You've asked me to help and you know I have the resources to help. That's the right thing. When we ask and direct people in wisdom, they respond, they get excited, they see the wisdom and the joy in it, they, it makes sense to them. So if you're a leader today, maybe you need to go back and ask the Lord for wisdom. James tells us, if any of us lacks wisdom, God will give it to all people. We'll hold nothing back. So maybe you need to start asking the Lord for wisdom in your area. Now, when you do this, you know what's going to happen? You're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. Be with us next time. We're going to continue the story and see what Hiram does and how God's house gets built. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today. Now, Lord, be with us as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Blessings on you, and we'll see you right back here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.